Coach Edelstein here, your celeb expert and your celeb savant. Celeb Savant is a weekly entertainment show. We have long-form career retrospective type interviews with celebrities, singers, actors, and industry experts. On this episode of Celeb Savant, I'll be speaking to South African artist Karma Luna. Karma's musical melting pot takes in such diverse influences as ambient pop, dubstep, and trap, creating a unique and striking tapestry that mirrors her life experience. From an early age, music and the performing arts have fed her soul, training in Latin American dance, a discipline which in turn has impacted her exhilarating live performances. Her striking and captivating personality, coupled with a vibrant and sexy onstage energy and attitude, exudes authenticity and originality. Karma uses a stage and her music as a visceral medium to express her creativity and to empower, inspire and connect with people. Up next on Celebs Vant, we've got Karma Luna. Karma, how are we today? Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm fantastic. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Good. So let's take it all the way back to the beginning. Okay. Tell us your musical journey. Oh, it's been quite a long journey. So, I mean, I think I have sang my whole entire life. Um, but then when I was about 16, I decided to go to music school. And I did, um, I went to, basically it was a contemporary music school. But everybody was so intimidating because everybody was so amazing. And I really learned so much. But I was like, oh, I don't know if the music, like performances for me, let me rather go into the music business side of things. So I started, I finished school a bit early. So I started interning at record labels when I was 17. And I've worked in the music industry business side ever since. But then a few years ago, I think it was about six years ago, I was like, okay, I really have this bug and it's not going away. I'm not going to let intimidation scare me and I'm going to do this properly. I've got a gift and I'm going to dive into it. So then that's when Karma Luna was created. And yeah, so it's just basically I've been doing it ever since then, performing. I've started DJing um, to accompany my own vocals, which has really been an exciting thing. That's been, I've been doing that since about May this year, um, but that's really doing so well and I'm really, really enjoying that. So yeah, that's pretty much it in a nutshell, but I do my vocal lessons once a week. I'm very dedicated. I love it. Um, I love singing. It's it's the love of my life. So yeah. So when you speak of the business side of the music mm. industry, let's dive deeper into that and let's unpack that. Explain a little bit more around that. Okay, cool. So um, as I said, I started at record labels. So I started interning. So I was doing the smallest thing. So I was packing CDs into pigeonholes when CDs were still a thing. And that's what I was doing. I was dealing with the dust and registering music for music videos for online for royalties. And then when I finished there, I was like, okay, well, like they wanted someone full time. So I was like, okay. And I was studying branding at the time. And I was like, well, I, I can't do it full time because I'm studying. So then I asked a lady by the name of Dion Moody if I could intern for her. So Dion is a legend in the music industry. And so is her husband, Benji. Benji, um, he's been around for years. And she was the is the publicist for big concerts. So that's when I started interning with her. Didn't think I would, I was kind of on and off with her. So I worked one or two concerts, which is quite interesting. My first concert was One Republic and we've got One Republic coming up. So it's quite <laughs> a full circle. Um, and then I didn't think she'd ever take me on full time. And then oh, when I finished my degree, I asked to intern. I remember it was the day of Justin Bieber getting announced and I messaged her and I'm like, oh, she'll never take me on. And she did. And then I went from interning to being a full-time employee there. And then in the pandemic, so I've worked with her ever since. And I've worked on other projects as well. Um, I've worked on Park Life, Global Citizen, um, Ultra Music Festival. So I've worked behind the scenes, production, um, pr 
mainly PR. That is my baby, but I have done everything from production to PR. And then in the in the pandemic, um, because the entertainment industry slowed down to a halt <laughs> completely, I had to um, branch out. So then I started representing artists like myself, independent artists, and doing that on a freelance basis. So that's where another leg of what I do started. So not only do I represent myself, but I represent a whole bunch of different artists, which is really, really exciting. And my PR scope has as well has branched off. So I'm still with D. I still do a lot of the big concert stuff. We still work very closely together, but I do a lot of my own stuff too, which is very cool. Karma Luna, where does that name come from? Mm, so so my real name is Tammy. I'm not too scared to tell people about it. In the beginning, I was a bit possessive over it. But um, Tammy, just for me at that time, just wasn't edgy enough. And I really have, a, I wanted to build a brand that was edgier and cooler. And um, now the two brands have merged. I'm still, I'm very a sweetheart at heart. So <laughs> that's come on to the Karma Luna brand. But Karma, I've, I've always believed in that be good to other people and they'll be I don't necessarily mean like I don't focus too much on the negative side yeah, yeah, yeah. of karma but it's definitely the positive side of karma like what you sow you'll reap and then I was originally karma for a while and then it's very it was just not punchy enough at yes. all. it was just too it was everything's karma you know whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so then um I then we added Luna to the name so it became karma Luna and Luna I'm obsessed with the moon um it's been a symbol of strength for me and a reminder of my own strength so, yeah, I mean, I've got um, on my wrist, Bella Luna, beautiful moon. And that reminds me that I'm beautifully strong. So then that was just the addition, like a little surname added to the end. And that's what it means. Beautiful. Now, take us through your creative process in creating a song from zero through to a melody, a song, an instrumentation. What is that process for you? Is it the same every time? Is it different? Do you write your own lyrics? Let's unpack all of that. So it definitely has range with the different producers I've worked with. Um, I would say my main, I like to maybe get inspiration of like a type of song that I'd like to do. Um, so if we look at Poison Ivy, which is one of my tracks, that came with with uh, different references that I sent to the producer and the producer was like, oh, okay, cool. I kind of hear what you're going with this. And then in my own time, I wrote lyrics over the years. That's kind of how I process my emotions or whatever. And at the time I was going through a bit of a, tricky relationship um and yeah so we wrote the lyrics for poison well i wrote the lyrics for poison ivy the producer i worked with kind of helped me work it into the song and we worked on the melody together and then we went into studio and recorded it so that kind of worked with poison ivy and inside out with other songs i've just we've just come up with everything in studio and um, with some of the stuff i'm working on our producers are sending me tracks and i'm just singing on top of it so yeah that's pretty much it. it. It changes it. But yes, I do write my own lyrics. Um, it's very important to me that I relate to every part of the lyrics that I sing. And you mentioned type of music. So what is your type of music that you like to perform and your preference in that space? And what do you like to listen to at home? So, oh, that's quite a... Okay, so let's start with um, the music that I like to do. So um, it's really, um, for the past few years, it's been very dubstep trap orientated. So really big instrumental really cinematic emo emotive with my like more subtle vocals um so it'll be more of a falsetto which is like your more breathy tones and that's quite I like that like contrast um so that would I would say is my genre I like to call it ambient pop or trap step um so I think Billie Eilish Tolsey is my inspirations yes. um I am Going more into a different space at the moment. I really do love that genre of music. It's definitely my first love. It's what I like to DJ. But um, I feel like I'm really liking Afrobeats. So that's where a lot of 
I'm keen to go into because I really like those, the vibe because I am a Latin dancer. So it's, you can dance Latin too. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, yeah. So now I would also say I like, I'm really wanting to go into more emotive music that has more of a stronger message. So think, more ballads. I really want to show off um, my vocal ability because I haven't really been had the opportunity to do that because the instrumentals kind of take over. So that's kind of where I'm going. More music to express like my deepest feelings. And then the music I listen to at home is everything. Um, Afrobeats, pop, hop, hip hop, rap. I listen to gospel music, worship music. Um, Yeah, just Latin music, anything. I really just love music and I'm really blessed to love all types of music. So an extension of that. Yes. And I love this, but my recipients of this question don't always love me for okay. this question because it'll change. this answer will change if I ask you this question in five minutes, five hours, tomorrow, two weeks, five weeks. Yes. Your go-to f- top five songs by other artists in this moment of Whoa. time. Okay. Oh, can I look at my Spotify quickly? <laughs> <laughs> no, just no, on the top okay. of mine. <laughs> okay. Um, I love Burner Boy, so pretty much anything from him. Okay. Um, oh my gosh, I just keep thinking of all the Afrobeat songs I've been listening to. Yeah, Wizkid. Um, so what's that one? Essence, okay. Wizkid. Oh my word, this is so stressful. Um, <laughs> so you've got three to go. Three to go. Just so I've done top two. three that away. come to mind. Top three, top three. There's a song called Another in the Fire that I really like. I don't know what the name of the artist mm-hmm. is though. Um, two more, hey. Two more. What genres are there? What music's out there? Oh, I really like Selena Gomez's um, Calm Down. Okay. There's a lot of Afrobeats that I'm listening to at the moment, as you can hear. And last one. Any local? Oh, do you know what song I really do love? Is, um, I think it's Craig Lucas, the local artist. Um, Oh, it's that song. It could sound, it sounds like it's in a, in... Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh, I can't remember the name okay. now. But the, so yeah. we'll give it something yes. for the listening audience yes. to Google. Yeah, go Craig, Google. Those are the Google top five. Craig, Craig <laughs> Very stressful. <laughs> what do you enjoy about DJing? I love that I can take what I love to jam at home and in my car and play it for other people. And when they respond, it's really awesome. And I'm not just dancing alone. Like I get to share that experience with other people. Also on top of the fact that it gives me a platform for me to share my music as well. So I can perform while I'm DJing, but just like there's nothing better on this in this world when you play a song and people look at you. And first of all, I'm, the music I play is unsuspected from the way I look. So it's always quite a shock when I play like a bang and people are like, oh, okay, she can actually do this. <laughs> <laughs> so that shock value is always a bit fun. Yeah. Uh, and how long is your DJ set normally? So I prefer to do like 45 minutes to an hour. Okay. That's ideal for me. Um, but some people have booked me for like three hours, but that just gets a bit hectic. Like yeah. it's just, yeah, you, I think I th- it's nice to just do it, give a little taste, 45 minutes, an hour, and then leave the rest to the imagination. <laughs> so when you do those, booked for those three hour sets, yeah. it does. is it very tiring energy wise to keep the momentum up, to keep the energy up? Is it feeling draining on you when you have so much so much time booked out of you? It depends what the audience is and what the environment is like. Um, but it is also kind of a time for me to really just grow my set, if that makes sense. So I can start off with a certain genre and I can go through de- various genres, which is quite nice. So there is... There are perks to it. Um, it can get a bit tiring, especially when it's late at night. <laughs> <laughs> and I decided to start DJing in my late 20s. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so it can be. But if you have a really cool audience, then, or even just let's say you've got had a few songs that, like, 
you know, and the audience has me great and there's a banger and then people respond well, then your energy just gets reignited again yeah. and you're good. You mentioned Spotify a little bit earlier. Yes. And you mentioned packing those CDs. Yes. When CDs are still around. I still love me a CD. <laughs> I love the holding. I love the aesthetic. I love the images. I love the song words. I love the thank yous that mm. the artists put into those CD yeah. CDs. Previously, way back when, it was vinyls, cassettes, CDs. Vinyl, all of those are gratefully making a comeback. I'm not yes. sure if you're aware yes, that I last am. Last year, for the first time in 21 years, CDs had the biggest sales in 21 years. Really? Yes. 21 years? Is that how long CDs haven't been? Is it so CDs that you meant? So CDs have had the first growth that they've had <gasps> 21 in 21 years. years. That's hectic. I didn't so, realize it was that. And that was because of Ed Sheeran, ABBA and Adele. Oh. With, so, but now we have these streaming platforms, Spotify, uh, Deezer, all these kind of things. The way people consume music now compared to previously – your thoughts and what is your perception on that? Oh, I think it's a bittersweet thing. Um, I think that these generations that are growing up with streaming platforms, I think they're missing out on something very special. Like I remember having my first Britney Spears CD or Ashley Simpson, not Ashley Simpson, Ashley, this, yes, Jessica Simpson's sister, yes, yes, her CD and like having those albums or the Spice Girls and like having that, as you say, and you could flip through and get the lyrics and I don't know. I think there was just you had a sacred moment with the artist when you had when you got that album. Now there's just such a there's such an overwhelming amount of music, which is exciting for artists and just to have so much at your fingertips. But I think you your your favorite song can get diluted, mm -hmm. and that's why I think that the question you asked was so difficult earlier because there's just so much music. I don't even know. It depends what I feel like. Yes. Whereas a few years ago, I would have been I'll probably listed five Paramore five of my favorite Paramore songs. Um, but yeah, I think it's it's really cool because you can listen to a lot of music and a lot is at your fingertips. But that special thing that you had with a CD is definitely something that can't be replaced. Yeah, because previously it was like okay. I'm saving this money. This is mm. part of my budget each month, which yeah. I still do, by the way, to the <laughs> listeners. I still have that uh, budget each month. But that journey, okay, I'm going to decide to spend this money on that specific CD album yes. cassette. So it was an investment. And, and that energy exchange of mm. like, oh, wow, okay, so now I've put energy into this, the journey to this CD shop or the online to uh, delivery and that whole experience of unpacking, unfolding, and holding, yeah. that gets taken away. Mm. And it's not just like, oh, I don't like the song, fast forward. I don't exactly. like that song, fast forward. Exactly, so, completely. You, I mean, what? how many albums have come out recently? Taylor Swift, and I've listened to one or two songs, but I haven't fully invested as I would have if I'd invested that money yeah. a few years ago. And, you know, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You mentioned earlier about being behind the scenes at events such as concerts um, and festivals. Tell us about that journey. What is that like for you and what do you enjoy about that? Oh, that's a definitely a dream come true that I still am so grateful that I have that. I remember when I went to Pink, I think it was 2007. It was my first concert. And I was like, oh my gosh, I need to be in this. And then I watched Lady Gaga and I'm like, I need to do this. And I thought it was so out of reach. And the fact that I've been so blessed by God to be able to do it is something I thank him for every day. Um, it's really cool. It's not what people expect backstage is nothing. <laughs> like what you expect is very, sorry to... <laughs> the bubble but it is just everybody working backstage um but the fa my favorite thing about it is seeing something get built up and seeing sitting back from the crowd and watching them get so excited for an artist to come on stage also i struggle with anxiety and it's definitely gotten worse over the past few years so the fact that i can watch from the sidelines without the pressure of getting to the front or missing you know that's that i do 
not have that stress, which I'm very grateful for. But yeah, I mean, I've had such awesome experience. It's definitely something I want to do forever. Um, but yeah, it's really, really cool. Watching from the sidelines. Yes. Because I'm like, I'm the type of person who likes to be in front. Yes. And I'm there jamming, dancing, <laughs> having my good time, having a jaw. For those overseas <laughs> listeners, a jaw is a South African ter- a term for having loads of fun. <laughs> <laughs> And I get frustrated by everyone around me with their cell phones out trying to get the perfect picture, mm-hmm. perfect video. That you're never probably going to look at again. <laughs> yeah, besides that. And the person is as close to them as, you know, 10 feet away, however much. Yeah. And they busy with their phones. What is your perceptions around just the being on the sidelines, watching all of that, when people are trying to get these perfect images or perfect videos, when instead of just being in the moment? Well, exactly. That's something that also, again, I'm grateful for that I don't have that pressure on myself. Of course, when I'm not working a concert, I do sometimes like want to show everybody that I had this moment because it is a lot of the time it's to show other people, which is something that social media has done or to sit and remember the moment. But it's so important. I remember it was actually Global Citizen. I'd worked the whole day and we finally came out of our hole and could watch Beyonce and the guy next to me, his phone died. He's like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I can't film the concert. And I was like, just don't like just enjoy it Mm. like and anyways he ended up using my phone but he was so focused on it and you I'm sorry when you look through a screen you're not and you because you are you are distracted and you're not in that moment and I'm like you I want to be I want to feel everything for for what it is and just envelop myself in the moment so I do think I mean you can also there are pictures available afterwards (laughs) not always video content but yeah maybe put like the first two minutes of a song or maybe two minutes in the middle video it take a picture and then then put put it away away. yeah have a best of both worlds I agree with you exactly put the phone away because I remember back in the day before phones you weren't allowed to take cameras into a concert you weren't if they've caught found you with your camera they would confiscate really? it um, yeah so geez. then phones came around cell phones and they mm. couldn't confiscate 20,000 yeah, phones yeah, exactly. it was like okay this is yeah. no longer a thing yeah so yeah it just takes away from that moment and the joy of that now tell us your body of work of music is it going to envelop or develop into a uh, album or a whole set of work what's the next phase of karma luna So I'm a little bit of a crossroad at the moment, which is actually a very exciting time for me. Um, A lot of producers are approaching me and I'm featuring a lot of their tracks, which is really exciting because then I can play with different genres and play with different songs that maybe in the past I wouldn't have. Um, So with that, I've got a few of those coming out. I've got another song coming out. That's kind of the vibe that I've been doing. And then I think I'm going to change up my sound a bit. That's what I'm working on at the moment, but that's a bit of a surprise. I don't know if I'd ever really do an album. I don't know if that's really relevant anymore because of what we're talking about you have so much music at your fingertips people don't really listen so I like to just release music as and when I feel for me music is definitely a creative outlet and an emotional outlet so I don't necessarily do it for a body of work I do it and I release songs based on what I'm feeling at that moment so it's a complete creative expression I like to follow that I don't like to be confined by too many rules you mentioned that you're working with a bunch of producers are there any Tell me your, and I'm putting you on the spot again, (laughs) your top five bucket list of artists that you'd like to collaborate with, So locally and international. So let's do two local, four international. 
Lo- okay, sorry, too local for international. Yeah. Okay, locally, locally, locally. Oh, I just can't think now. Or just, just let so it- there is a fr- there's a friend of mine that I love to work with. We've worked a lot together. Um, he His name's Ebenezer Maxwell, but he's more behind the scenes, so I don't think people would know him, but he's worked with the likes of Nice DC, and he's really, really talented. So I definitely say him. And we worked, but not from a production level. He's recorded a lot of my covers and stuff like that, but I really look forward to working with him. Okay. You know? And then another one. I've got, I know that there is people, there are people, but I just, okay, locally, I just can't think from That's the top right. of my head. Let's internationally. Go, international. Internationally, I'd love to work with Skrillex. <laughs> he's okay. amazing. Yeah. Uh, I would love to work with, oh, what's his name now? Oh, gosh. Billy Eilish's brother. Phineas. Phineas, yes. Phineas, Phineas would be amazing because he's definitely something, someone I love. I love his work. Just pause that thought. Yes. Do you know that he was on Glee? <gasps> I didn't know he that. He was on the sixth season of Glee and oh um, he played, uh, there was that football, gay footballer and he played his boyfriend. He had long hair in a Oh my gosh, I need to go watch. He That's was in so like four, four or five episodes of the was it, And this was before Billy's time. Yeah, oh yeah, way before. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that yeah. is so interesting. So now they say Phineas is the most successful ex- Pat Glee, Glee person. person. Yeah, ex <laughs> Glee person yeah. that's been there yeah. because he's won Grammys and Oscars yeah. and stuff like that. Oh, that's so interesting. I love little bits of information like that. That's my favorite. I'm always the person who's like, oh, did you know? And they're like, where do you find this? I'm like, I'm Googling 24 7. Um, and then I'd, there's an artist named Fletcher. Yes. Her producer, whoever that is. She also just did a song with, you know, Tattoo, that original rock band. Yeah. She, they just they just produced one of her latest songs and I just absolutely love everything she does. So I definitely want to work with her producer. And her. And Put her. Oh my there. gosh, I would love to work with Fletcher. That <laughs> I would, but we're talking about producers. No, no. Okay. And, oh, artists. and artists. Oh, okay, oh. cool. That, that also, okay, locally artists. That's also very exciting. Um, Lee Cole, he's amazing. We have... Um, we, I've known him for quite some time, so yeah, a big fan of his work. Very big fan of Jethro Tate's work as well. Um, also, the person who produced Tatum, I don't know if you remember Tatum. I think so. Yes. She's also quite edgy. She's also James Deacon. That that their producer. I know his. I know his wife's name Mia. So him. Okay. I would love to work with him <laughs> okay. from a local perspective. Okay. okay, cool. So that's that. Then internationally, another person I'd love to work with is Julia Michaels. Oh, yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, she's amazing. She does all the writing. Well, she's sang quite a bit. Yeah, and she's, and she's written a lot of stuff for um, Miley. M- Miley and Selena Gomez. Yes. And um, yeah, so oh, there's just so many artists so that many I would love artists. to work with now that I'm thinking like uh, Hayley Steinfeld. Like, oh, there's just so many. Like, so let's put out that universe. Yes, yes I'd love And it'll to. happen. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> so the podcast is listened to locally and internationally. Amazing. So as a final message to our listening audience, what would you like to say? In what regard? And as a final message. As a final message. Mm. In um, this moment in In this time, moment. Yes. I think most important, I don't know if this is even relevant, but I'm going to go, it's what I'm, what's on my heart. Look after your mental health. Look after yourself. Find ways to creatively express yourself, to express yourself in general. Love yourself. And that's not always bubble baths and massages. That's like the hard work. So yes. do that and put time into it, but also just follow whatever it is that you want to do. Like if you have that gut feeling, just go for it. Who cares? Just live your flipping best life. <laughs> you know, just do it. That's what I, my motto has been for this year. So live your flipping life, best, best life. life, live your flipping blessed life. And we're dropping the mic on that. <laughs> this is Lev's Front, Barrett Edelstein, signing out with Karma Luna. Thanks, guys.